welcome back to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we're sitting down with Tristan Merez as he's back in Vegas. Yeah, it was hot when he was here. Talking about some golf, taking his shirt off, losing golf clubs. Just the head of it, man. Touring, Luke Combs, a venue's taking a chance on artists just like him. Yeah, we're talking Stoney's Rock and Country. Brand new singles, The Industry, and more. Let's get to know Tristan Merez. You can call me baby. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes today. Back in the studio, Stoney's Rock and Country, Las Vegas, Nevada, Mr. Tristan Merez. What's up, Las Vegas? Dude, you're back. I am back. How's it feel to be back in the hot weather? Oh, man. I was just here like last week. Yeah. And it, it was 110. And you tried to call me and you tried to get me to go play golf with yes. you. And I was just like, yeah, and that's not going to happen. Oh, man, you should have. We, we golfed with our shirts off. You know, dude, I had to magic mic it in Vegas. And how did it work out? Who won? I think we got too drunk. I got too drunk to even count. Did you finish? I just was trying to hit on the green. And I actually did pretty damn good, man. Um, what what course did you guys play? I have no idea. You don't know. You were just out there swinging. Uh, we went to some course. I forget what the course was. I, I kind of woke up from a bender that yeah. night. All right. And I kind of woke up like two hours of sleep. And I just went wherever Chris sent me the address. And I got the at Uber. Were you late? No, I was on time. I Come was on. on the range, dude. Come on. I showed up early. I shopped at the golf store. Right. Got me a new little hat. And you loved it? I loved it. Dude, golfing in the West is fun. It's, it's just too damn hot, game. dude. Too damn hot. I played, not... I played a couple years ago with a bunch of buddies, and I got to about hole 13, 14, and I had to quit. Really? Because I just couldn't cool down. My oh, body no. was on. I won't flight. lie. Me and Chris, after like hole 10, we're like, yeah, I don't care anymore. Right. <laughs> we should just call it, but we still golfed 18. That's, that's fucking cool, man. Dude, I almost hit. I hit a window almost. A guy caught the ball. I was looking for my ball. And he goes, you looking for a ball? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I had to catch it. almost hit the window. There's that. And then... I hit a building or a house that was uh, the plaster. Yeah. I knocked a hole in it. Nobody was home? Nobody's home. You know, what's crazy is that one of the first things you do when you get on the golf course is um, there's signs everywhere that tell you that you're responsible for anything you break. That is not the way it is in the South. That's the way it is here, man. Holy you, crap. We've played before, and it's funny. Like, if we see a ball go really, like, crazy and we hear it hit the house... We won't even drive that way. We'll just drive the other way and be like, here's our ball over here. And the guy's like, you hit the house. I'm like, what are you talking about? My ball's over here, dude. I'm not even anywhere near yeah, there. What are you talking about? It's not my ball. It's my buddies. So we've been we've been talking about this story all day today uh, and yesterday and the day before because that's when Chris called me and told me that uh, Mr. Rickenbaugh, shout out. That's how you uh, say his last name? I don't know. It's Rice and Ball, Rice and Ball. Rickenbaugh. I just <laughs> call him fucking hot mess more than anything. But um, he borrowed a club of yours. Sorry, vice versa. You borrowed a club of his yeah. and you broke it. I'm glad it wasn't mine. <laughs> Dude. All right. So uh, we've been traveling from Nashville. We, you know, we're in a trailer driving from Nashville. I brought my clubs and I forgot that the night before I went to Top Golf and I brought my driver, I brought my nine, I brought my little, I don't know, 68. I don't know what 58. Whatever, whatever it is. Some kind of wedge. Right. Uh, well, I brought my case and I didn't have those. So I'm like, shoot. I was like, Chris, can I borrow your, your driver? And I was at the range. And I'm hitting, I'm hitting decent. Like they're going straight. Right. So the third, the third shot, tee it up, go back, and then all I see is the driver head just flies farther than the ball. <laughs> and so I just look at the stick. Chris doesn't realize it yet, and I walk up to him. I, dude, I don't know what the hell happened, but the driver head is out in the range with the ball. <laughs> Did it at least go straight? It went straight. It went straight in the ball. Did you pick up the the, the head of no. it? You left it. Yeah. Why? I didn't know what else to do, dude. I was so nervous. I was scared. <laughs> I broke the dude's driver. <laughs> right, and he was already drunk. So really, he just no. Left he was sober. I was drunk. Oh one. wow. 
Yeah, that was a junk one. I know. He told me, uh, he called me and told me um, the whole story about it. He's like, you got to talk to him about it. And I was like, I mean, my first thought is, if uh, did you replace it? I'm going I'm, to, I have some point. ideas. I'm going to, I have my ideas. Well, I we got to survive this run first. <laughs> there you go. I have my ideas, though. I think that, um, do you have the shaft in the van? No. Where is it? I don't know. Does Chris have it? Maybe. No. Hey, one point he was playing pool. <laughs> so I felt like an asshole afterwards because the, a whole like four or five, he goes, well, since I don't have a driver, I got a little, I can uh, just uh, play pool with this. So we were on the green. And, and that's like how he put his ball in. Feet. <laughs> he's got four feet. So he gets on the ground and shoots the pool, like a pool table into the hole. Did he make it? Yeah, he did. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was pretty sick, actually. I mean, I was thinking that if we could get the shaft of that thing, it would be badass to make a mic stand out of it. He might have the shaft. I'm going to have to ask him, because if he does have it, I am gonna. That's I will literally, I've got friends that weld, I will have them make a microphone oh stand out of God, it. Yes. So the next time you play here, yes. that's what that's what that, you're going to... Please do. I will, I will 100% do that. 100% do that. I think that's what we're going to have to do. I think it's a, a, probably, it's a the, must. probably the smartest thing to do with it, because then it's, then it's... Yes, I mean, it's a friendly thing to do when dude, we're all friends. Hey, Chris is a good dude. He, he got me connected with you. He did, you and know. That's how he got me here. Um, I've had people ask before how we met, and my answer is always the same. Mr. Rickenbaugh asked me to listen to yeah. um, uh, Darlin, yep. and I listened to Darlin, and he said that you guys were DMing back and forth, and I was like, some homo, no homo, little homo, whatever. Like, and yeah. he was just like, he's just a good dude. Dude, I remembered that story. He um, was like, dude, I, holy shit. That's funny you mentioned that, because I, I got a request in my DMs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sure enough, uh, he's been one of the coolest guys ever, dude. Yeah, he's a good dude, Great man. Dude. I like him a lot. Dude, let's get back to the music thing. Yeah, the whole reason music. why you're out on the road. Uh, you've been dropping some singles. Dropping singles. How many? How how many have you dropped this year? I've dropped three. Three. Not and for the rest of the year, what do you got? I got three more. Three more. So total six. Are you gonna? You said it's an EP. Are you gonna? Are you? Do you do vinyl or anything like that? That'd be sick, but I don't. You don't. It's expensive as shit, and you gotta wait forever. I don't, dude. Well, I. I, yeah, no, I yeah. don't do vinyl. You never will. I want to. Yeah. I got to get the the ownership for my songs first. Right. That's another story. This industry's crazy, dude. Are you? Are you? Are you? You're not with. A, you don't have a label. No label. No label. No label. I just got a great management team, booking agent, and. Um, Where did Andrew come from? He left somewhere and started. He left Red Eleven. Red Eleven. Well, he didn't leave Red Eleven. They Red Eleven kind of. They did their own thing. Didn't a lot of them go to William, or some of them went to uh, like Chad? CAA, or no, um, didn't they Chad? went to Chad, Chad went to a William Morris, right? Uh, no. Or is it CAA? He went to one of them. I still deal with him, but yeah, yeah he went to something. Yeah, I want to say uh, it's they, William Morris. They didn't fall apart. They didn't yeah. fall apart, but definitely just did their own thing. Right. So Andrew started his own. Right. Uh, Evergreen. I talk to him every now and then. Like yeah. I love that he introduced me to to some new music and some new bands and stuff. It just yeah. helps me a lot. Just like. Are, are people that come in here. I've known Chris many, many years, and yeah. um, when people introduce me to music, Royal Lynn, uh, another artist, inter introduced me to her. Um, and that's, I think that's, the, for me, if somebody that I respect as a musician gives me uh, a line on somebody that they're listening to they like, yeah, it makes my job a little bit easier because yeah, it gives sure. me an opportunity to not have to sift through too, too much Dude, stuff to find so out. There's so much music getting out every week. There, there is. It's everywhere, dude. It's I can't imagine being a like a talent buyer just trying to find talent that can. Well, you know, a lot of it comes. Like I sit back and there's a guy here. The the, the guy that introduced me to Royal Lynn, his name is Scotty Mack. Scotty Mack. It took him three and a half years of emails to get in here. 
Like, really? yeah, we were sitting in the back Damn. hallway. He's like, you got your phone on? I'm like, yeah. He's like, open up your email. Look up this. And I was like, holy shit, dude. I'm yeah. sorry. Like that. But that's the way it is. I get stuff yeah. all the time. And if, if like, right away I've got time, I'll click on their link to Spotify yeah. or something like that. I'll go listen to a cu- couple songs. But even, like, William Morris and CAA, they reach out all the time. They're like, hey, we're working with this new artist. Check them out. And, like, I'll go listen to them. And if it, I know this room. And if right. it's too mellow. Like, people came to me about Pegasus on the Rooftops. I, I love that band. But I don't know if that's a fit for here. So I like always trying. Well, that's the thing too, and that's a respect thing too. I mean, you know your venue. Yeah. And that's why you're the you're the guy. Yeah, I want it. I want it to work, man. I just want it to work. I want people to in, get introduced to new music, and watch you as you grow. I mean, we go back to stuff like Luke Combs played here. Uh, Morgan Wallen played here. Luke Combs played here. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yes, sir. What year? Uh, Sixteen. No shit. Yeah. Dude, crazy story. I think I already told you this story about how I moved to Nashville, but I saw him play for a little. I mean. 30 people right venue and only like 15 were there for a little songwriter round yeah and he played one number away in hurricane before it released yeah and uh, that was crazy to see it's well. um hurricane had just hit the highway when he played here okay so yeah it was like the beginning of very the beginning and, and that was the um, yeah we got a phone call and Corey he was opening for Corey smith and holy shit. yeah and we don't do openers here and it was one of those things can you just throw us a just, bone yeah. just help us out Hell yeah, man! And hey, so, that's cool. But you're the guy that gave him opportunity. That's yeah, cool. this venue did it. This venue did it. I mean, we we opened a lot of doors. Russell Dickerson, we broke him in this market. He played here seven times. That's Brett awesome. Young's played here. Uh, like I said, Morgan Wallen's played here twice, but has been on the stage three times. He came out for a- ACM uh, when Hardy played ACMs and came up and sang with with Hardy. Man. So it's kind of like I mean, anyone you can think of that's that's kind of prominent in country music today has been on that stage. I so see. it's kind of dude. Venues get. They don't get enough credit for uh, what they do for artists like us starting out. Yeah. Like, without you guys that open the doors, you guys don't know if we're going to be able to sell enough sure. what you guys pay us, right? Yep. But you guys open the doors because you it's guys believe in the music. Yeah. You want us to have an opportunity to play. And that right there just says a lot about what y'all do at Stoney's. And then, yeah. you know, there's very little venues that do that. Like, sometimes you, you play and you get, you get a check, but, like, you didn't – you put on a hell of a show, but only 150 people showed up. Man, they don't book you again sometimes. Right. It's like ah, it's like man, I I can't help that, but you got to help grow. I mean, and yeah. I think that a, a venue, uh, I think Stoney's was built on the opportunity of being a venue and being right. able to um, introduce people to new music. I've had a lot of people that come through here and they're like, "Why didn't you tell me so and so played here?" And I'm like, "Because so and so wasn't so and so when they right. played here." Exactly. Yeah. That's literally the only answer you can have. So yeah. the idea of like, "Well, I don't know that artist." Well, take a chance. That's the thing. And Vegas is a weird market because, dude, you can do anything here on any given night of the week. <laughs> yeah. There is so much, so much to, to do. do. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a blessing. I want to say that uh, Haley Witters played here. No way. Last year. Yeah. yeah and uh, she came out for her encore. And I said, you know, I said, I want you to think about this for a sec. Taylor Swift is playing tonight. And there's a thousand people in this room. Yeah. They that's chose awesome. to come here. That's so cool. And I just think that that's like the neatest thing in the world. Michael Ray said the same thing. I'm like, bro, you're in Vegas, and anything you possibly think of you can do in this town, and these people chose to come here. Yeah. He went up on stage and said the same thing. I'm like, bro, quit stealing my shit, dude. That was my line. <laughs> I might, honestly, if, you, if I say that tonight, I didn't get from you. <laughs> that's right. This no, isn't documented. Though, uh, Jake Gear, he he produced my stuff this past, yeah. this past record. So. That's who did hers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're married now. She's oh, crazy. Jay, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Haley Witters blew up, though. She's awesome. awesome. She is a sweet, sweet girl. A bunch of people. Yeah, she, I've never met her. Oh, she is the sweetest thing in the world, man. I, I would say that 90, 98% of the people that come through here are cool yeah. as shit, dude. They're just, they're humble, they're happy, um, uh, they're prideful, uh, they take their job serious. But, yeah. you know, obviously we've had the, some that come through here that, that don't do that. And, right. you know, I don't like entitled people. Yeah. 
What's the next single that you're dropping? We're dropping. So we just dropped a song called Hell of a Heartbreak. Uh, that one's pretty pretty cool. We dropped a song that Lenny Wilson and Red Atkins wrote. Oh, which wow. Is sick. I can think of something. Yeah. That was really cool. Uh, Jake, Jake here uh, brought me all these songs. Um, the next thing we're doing is Map Dot Missing You. Um, map dot missing map you. Map dot missing you. It's a small damn, town. Damn internet shit. Yeah, I know. Lingo, lingo. You gotta get with it. Uh, yeah. So that one, and then Neon Sky, and so the EP will drop. I think probably October. So that means all six songs. Yeah. Right. I mean, these days, I mean, if it was up to me, I would just drop the whole EP. Right. Because I like the suspense of like not knowing what the next song is, but like <clears throat> the releasing process is they only allow you to have one song. Um, playlisted. So if you have a six-song EP, you're screwed. And you release all six songs together. You can only get one of those six songs. Playlisted. Didn't know that. Yeah, kind of sucks. I won't name what what. Uh, but yeah. I mean, but if you're Luke Combs, that doesn't happen. Right. Fuck. I don't know. That's what I was told. Yeah, I don't. That's kind of weird if you think about it. I mean, because there's. I mean, look at look at Zach Bryan. He drops a new album, every one of them songs. You know what? Scratch what I said. I might be wrong. Maybe that's just like to make me feel better. Right. I don't get playlists. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just I'm say kidding. this. That, that Okay, so the idea of <laughs> the idea of what you're saying of dropping new music is that if you have six songs done, it's great to drop one once a month. That way you get to keep current with people every single month. That might be it, too. I think uh, the retention of like listening to a whole project at once is yeah. probably less of a chance than just like releasing a single these days. I'm that a little bit sense. different when it comes to that because I would rather dive deep. Me too. Because you get into something, yeah. hey man, that song was rad, let's see what else he's got. Yeah, me too. Versus going back and seeing the old stuff, you know, because yeah. once you're a fan of certain things, you know, I find myself on, I've got these playlists, Next from Nashville, uh, um, yeah. New Boots, um, but then I go to Release Radar. I listen to that That's too. Well, that one's rad because it's not just country. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of everything that you listen to. Yeah. Have, have you done the AI Spotify playlist yet? Dude, my dad told me about that, but I could not find it on my Spotify. Dude, it is ridiculous because I'll listen to it. I would say that's probably about 80% correct because they'll say, hey, man, back in 19, you were listening to this one. And I'm like, I don't even fucking heard that song before. So, really? no, I wasn't. So it, yeah. it goes back. It goes so, like I had yeah. a playlist in high school. Yeah. So, like, partying in high school was like, my I, okay, anyways, I was a crazy child. But I had my was, am, <laughs> just not child, just adult, which kind of sucks. Come on, man! My girl tells me I'm six every day. <laughs> <laughs> Us men take a lot longer to grow up, all right? Uh, man, there's a lot of songs that I hear. Like I have a, a playlist I built in high school, 2015, whatever, and I listen to them. It's just so nostalgic. But like I would love that because I'd forget all the songs. I it goes to. back to that. And what's funny is it's not even a host; it's AI. So this guy comes on there. He's like, "Hey, this is you know, I'm not a real person, but this is what we're doing, and this is what we're gonna listen to." I I think it just goes through your playlist history, and kind of like, and then it says, "Hey, man, you've been digging on this, so let's go ahead and throw this new country stuff at you." That's what mine did, and I was like, I listened to it for like a week straight, and it did throw me back to some stuff that I hadn't listened to in a long time. It wasn't country, but I listen to everything. So yeah, me too. Gosh, I I listen to everything. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's the fun of it. I thought it was really neat. I think that, I mean, if I was a betting man, I probably should go put some money on Spotify because I think that's going to blow up. I really do. Uh, yeah, what is the stock price right now? Jeez. I don't know. That I don't know. But I just, I, I see that actually doing something because that's the cool. I, the so I you think that's going to take place with radio? Well, Ooh. you know what? Here you go. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what I think. I think that radio is going to turn into nothing but talk. Except like in the Midwest. Type, that's type it. Deals. That's it. Talk, talk radio. That's That'd what it's cool. going to be. I like be, talk radio. I do too. I love it. I'm not. I love. You know what I like to do on the radio? Sports. 
Yeah. I love baseball on the radio. Well, you get to hear stuff. You go through anything like that. So I enjoy, I listen to, uh, I don't know Trey Lewis, never met him. Um, I listened to a podcast that he was on, and I loved it because I learned so much about who the dude was. Yeah. And it inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing because I want people to see a different side of you too. Right. But radio, when was the last time, unless you're in the Midwest, that you went to your car and you turned the radio on to listen to something? Uh, dude, I don't even, I, I, I don't even know the last time. I, we, we're, we're talking, I think, I think everybody listens, the majority of people listen to music today, they go out and search it, man. You've got so many Dude. means between Apple, between SoundCloud, between Spotify, there's YouTube. Yeah. Look, what, man, I'll tell you what, especially being in the business, being on social media, I, there is so much more talk. I'm not going to name names, but there's so much more talk about the Billboard 100, the Spotify streaming charts, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then I seen one person post about a number one radio single in the mix of this. And like there was, thou- not, not thousands, but like every country um, review page or like, um, I don't know, just like a country Team Z type page. They were talking about the Billboard 100, blah, 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 blah. And then we had one person talk about the radio single. I'm like, man, this is crazy because people like don't care about radio number ones. Really? Man. Well, I mean, they I do. I think the industry, the label industry does. They do. Yes, they, they do. do. But consumers like they don't they don't care. And, no. and what sucked, uh, I don't want to say this, but I knew the Billboard 100 songs more than I did with the radio single. Right. I never heard of it. Right. It's crazy. There's there's stuff. I have a a 15 year old daughter at home, and she's like, "You heard this song?" I'm like, "Absolutely not. Never heard that song before." In my it's life. crazy. Yeah. And there's just so much stuff out there. But she doesn't listen to radio. They 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 consume music different. And I think that's what the future is. So I had an artist come through here. Um, she came in with a radio rep. And they were talking about the single to radio. And I said, what about this song? And she goes, every time I go to a show, that's what the crowd sings. And I yeah. looked at the radio rep and I'm like, why aren't you playing that one? She goes, well, because we're playing this one. Right. And I'm like, but that song hasn't even been on the radio. And she goes to every show and these people are singing it. Shouldn't that tell you something? Dude, I think if radio became more personal, <laughs> more personal, less commercial, they would have a chance. I think it got too... Uh, it's money, dude. Yeah, it got too money. People don't want to hear what they want. They're forced to hear. Well, and it's you look at a thing right now. So let, let's just say that your single went to radio and it took off. They would play it 19 times a day. Dude, you hear the same songs every hour. Yeah, it's frustrating. But the the radio mindset. So I've sit I've sat with radio before in P- PDs and I've asked the question. And radio goes back to this thing where they have 20 minutes to capture a listener. Yeah, think about it. If you're listening to radio, you're getting in your car. You ain't driving a long road trip because the radio station's gone the minute you cross state lines or c- city city limits. Yeah. So they're in town. They're driving from home to work, home to the grocery store, home to whatever. So that's their time that they have, and that's it. So that's why they play that over and over and over right. again, and you get that that consumption of the same shit, and that's why you get the same complaint. That's why we built Country Air Radio back in the day because we were tired of the same stuff. Like yep. I, like I want to hear, I want to hear, uh, you know, darling. Let's let's take that 10 a.m. And then I want to hear it again until 6 at night. Because yeah. too much music out there. There's too there's much opportunity. So much, yeah. And there's so much good music out there. That's when I also go back to this number one, and it kills me. I've had artists come in come in here, and they'll, and they'll be like, yeah, and um, in like th- three months, um, that song's going to be number one. I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? And they know. So yeah. it's it's money. To me, it's money. Man, I, but you know what sucks? Like, radio DJs are so talented. I mean, back in the day, like that was a talent. Yeah, it is talent now. Uh, you have to be a, a, a personality. You sure. have to have a, the voice. You have to have the nine yards. But you know now it's so programmed. It's like, you know, what's radio nowadays? 
I think it's one or two people that define what what like when when you listen to stations now, they're programmed somewhere else. Yeah. So I got a phone call um, asking me to book an artist, and uh, the song came out. I didn't I didn't so much care for the song, and I called the PD here, and because I got called by the booking agent that said every station is going to be playing the song. So I called the PD and I said, "Are you going to be playing this?" And he goes, "Yeah. Why do you ask that?" And I'm like, "Man, it's not even your choice anymore." It's like, how much money did they pay to get this? Right. I think that's the frustrating piece for me because what I want artists like yourselves, like these independent things. Look at look at Spencer Crandall, man. He's an independent artist that's making a living. He he was here last Friday, and he says to me, I bought a house doing what I love, and I don't have a deal. That's awesome. Amazing. That's and the goal. Dude, i tell you what. Cody Johnson was the same way until he just did his quote-unquote partnership. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too, man. I'm going to say this. People can talk crap about what Spotify or all these streaming services pay, but I tell you what, without those major streaming services, there's not a way for us independent artists to be exposed to the masses like we are now. No, I agree, a thousand no percent. Way. It's like that is the most amazing thing that could happen to an independent artist in social media and streaming services like uh, Apple Music and Spotify, Tidal, yeah. all those stuff. Are you on Tidal? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. we're on Tidal. They, they actually have some great quality. I uh, have it. Streaming. I, I, you mean, are you talking like about the quality of uh, the, 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 the music? Right. Um, I don't think they compress any right. any of the, the files. That's funny. Uh, I think when you upload it, I think they they probably have the best, the highest. I've I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard. I don't have title. And I think that's the uh, premium, right? You know, thing, but it's crazy that I look at like these podcasts are on Spotify and iTunes, and I don't really promote on um, iTunes too much, mm -hmm. and it's pretty high. My listenership is very high on that. Apple Music, not iTunes, yeah. On there. And, I mean, um, whatever, uh, uh, iTunes podcast. Oh, that's that's yeah. where I get the majority of my really? listenerships. Yeah, that's well, that cool. and the website, and then Spotify's last. Nice. And I'm like, yeah. it's just really weird because yeah. I'm like, I really, I'm not saying I don't promote it. I do, but I, I would say like, if I post this when I'm done, I'm going to give you a ToadsTunes.com link, or I'm going to give you a Spotify link. Yeah. But the uh, the the Apple iTunes does so well. Yeah. It's just kind of. Now, it's weird. honestly, dude, a lot of people complain, but like. If, if without the streaming services, where, right. where would I be as an independent artist? You can't do it without it. No. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, I mean, you're telling me I paid, like, my first two singles, uh, Out on the Dance Floor, which has, which got, I don't know, I think it has a million streams on Spotify. Not a lot, but that was my first single release by myself. No label, no right. management. I, I paid, I think, like $500 to produce that. And I uploaded it for $10. Yeah. I paid $10 a year to have that thing uploaded. To, you have to pay to upload to Spotify? $10. That's oh, it. I know that. On TuneCore. Dude, that's oh, TuneCore. That's right, yeah. yeah. It was like $10 to upload. I paid $10 a year. Yeah. It's like, wow, like where, when did an independent artist be able to do that without a label? Right. Crazy. That's yeah. Awesome. Distri distribution. Yeah, distribution, man. $10. $10 that's, a year. And you did it yourself? Myself. I made the album cover and everything. It's awesome. I don't want you to ever quit doing that, man. You got to keep doing that. That's oh, yeah. what. That's That's what makes it so unique. Yeah, so cool. freaking unique. So you got three more singles you're dropping. Yep. Uh, you're heading to Bakersfield tomorrow. Yeah. You're gonna go hang out with my boy Joe Peters and eat at Arby's. Yes. <laughs> you're not gonna eat at Arby's. Um, <laughs> what do you do? You go back to Nashville. You said. What do you go got the rest of the year going on? I gotta write. I've yeah. not written one song this year, dude. Cool. What? Yeah. It's the first time ever, dude. I was so drained with music, man. Yeah. I was so drained. I was done. I, w I wanted to quit last year. We were talking on this chair. After this that run last year, I was done. Yeah. I was over it. Uh, it's just like the music business is draining. <laughs> it's it was a tough a industry, tough, man. It was a uh, reality check, man. 
music for me was was uh, euphoric and it was it was amazing until last year. So what 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 gave you that that re inspiration to I dug through the trenches, man? I pushed myself. It was my parents. Thank God, I had yeah. my parents. My dad, you know, he, he talked to me, talked to me, talked to me. Mom talked to me, talked to me, talked to me. Uh, also, I think uh, honestly. I, I told people I was it would be done. Yeah. And I had so many comments like, please don't, please don't, your music help me, this, this, this. So like the listeners helped me. Uh family did. But also I just honestly I I hate quitting. Right. I fucking hate quitting. So I just kinda wanted to see what what would happen if I just kept digging through the trenches. And here and you I think are. but see, dude, that's that's the thing about uh music, man. It's not easy. Sports Anything you love, a dream, dude. Any well, dream. Think about it like this, man. If you don't have to work for it, Ugh. what it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, but I'll tell you what, man. That was the first time that I really had to pick myself up. Like music has been not. I'm not gonna say it's easy. It's never been easy. But like last year was like the year I hit bottom. Like just mentally drained, done. Business like just messed me up, and I lost the love for it, man. Yeah. But uh, it's back. It's back, dude. It's Good. back. I got a great team behind me. I got a great band. Finally got it. Um, not finally, but I got a great crew that that um, just gave me that love back. Um, so I'm just I'm happy now. It feels good to be back. Releasing new music. Uh, I got a good team behind me that believes in this stuff. And, and uh, so I'm th- like looking back last year, down, down, down. But like I'm glad we we pushed through. You think about it right now. What you went through is probably going to inspire you when you go back to write again too. Oh, dude. So yeah, I mean, last year I just I didn't want to write. I didn't even I, I one time I went I didn't post Instagram for three months, like wow. I just hated social media. I was done for it. I was done for it, and I didn't pick up my guitar for the same time. I, I just I put it in my storage in my apartment and never touched it. Wow. I told Book and Age I, I don't want to tour anymore. Done, done, done. And then I called him one day. I was like, Look, we got to get some books someday. Like we got to get some dates on books. And uh, something just told me I got to push through it. Like you can't just quit. Good. You can't fold. You can't fold. It's life will make you want to fold, but you got to push through it, man. And nothing's well, easy. I believe in God, and I believe that God probably puts everybody in a position where He knows they can handle it. Yeah. Give you to your to your limit to get dude. to where you're at. Uh, I believe that's probably what happened to you, dude. He probably you wanna, uh, showed you some stuff, man. Hundred percent, man. So like nowadays, you know, our fucking uh, van and trailer got towed, and I'm like, man, you know what? Last year. Would have been like, I hate live music. I hate touring. I, I just can't stand this. I'm going to quit, quit, quit. This year, I prayed and prayed and prayed. And I knew. I knew. You get tested. I feel like in life, like when your faith is high, yeah. you get tested. Even more when it's not. Like when you're down low, you don't get tested because you know, he already knows he's got you, right? But I feel like when you have your, your, your faith high and your confidence high and, and your, your, your uh, energy is up there, I feel like you get tested more. And this whole run, man, it's just been a it's been a struggle, but it's been a good struggle because I made it through. Well, you didn't quit. I didn't quit, and I I had a positive attitude, and that's the difference between me this year and last year. Well, think about that. You told me the story about how you got your trailer and your van back. I mean, what are the chances? Any oh other world, God. you would have been you'd have been screwed, dude. And I prayed. I, I I said, please give me. Right before we walked up to the tow truck company, uh, so for the listeners. We had uh, part in San Diego. We played a show in San Diego downtown. Uh, not not the best area. Beautiful, beautiful town, but not the best area. Backed the trailer up. We took multiple spots in the parking lot. But to keep the musicians' equipment safe, we backed up to a fence. 
Well, the next morning, my, my drummer, his air tag was at a towing company, which was in the trailer. And I'm like, oh, God, please do not tell me our van got towed. Well, it got towed. So I'm like, shoot. So uh, we're late for soundcheck, blah, blah, blah. And I remember getting the Uber, and I'm like, man, this is going to be expensive. Like, this is going to be expensive. And so I prayed. Also, you know, when you when you get towed, you have to have your names on the you know lease, blah, blah, blah. And both of those are not in my name. So uh, Ben Wagner, shout out to Ben was on the trailer and my dad because he's got a better credit score than me and proof of income than me uh he's on the van i pay the i pay the van but he's he's got all the the credentials to get it i knew i had to meet the coolest dude at the tow truck company and i had to meet the coolest dude to get the notary oh my god hey god brought those two people out there and it, it worked out I, I won't say how, but it just it worked out. Yeah, I was kind of like, for some reason, I wasn't 100% positive that Ben was going to be here. Yeah. And when I looked at the the rooms, I know that one name was in yours and one was in Ben's. Yeah. I'm like, this dude screwed again. Yeah, no. He's I in- actually, I played it cool. I was like, hey, look, let, you know, the venue put this, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> but, man, yeah, the difference between uh, this year and last year was it's just, just staying calm, not getting doubt. You know? And having your love for the, for, for the game again, dude. And I tell you what, man, dude. Just this whole two weeks have been life changing for music. It's just Good. been so much fun for me. Don't quit. Don't quit. You can't. You can't. You got. You got to take the uh, the struggles as a blessing almost because it makes you appreciate the good times. Well, I like to tell this story. Like this is the perfect scenario. There's people out there that would rather win the lottery, yeah, and disappear. And then there's people that would rather work for it yep. and disappear. I'm that dude. I'm the latter yeah. because it means more. You it struggle. Does. I mean, I go back to dude when I was. 28, 29 years old, dude, I had nothing, nothing. My kid would want to go to Target and buy Hot Wheels, and I drove a 1983 S15 pickup truck that was like 13 different colors, dude. I built the bumper myself, and I don't weld. It was horrible, horrible. And I couldn't even afford to go to Target to pick up an 80-cent car. Like, I had no money. But it makes you appreciate things so much more later. Oh, but even in in the downtimes, too, like, I think there's a time where you realize, okay, I got two options. I can dip take the easy way out and quit yeah. and just give up or I can find myself a way to get out of this any way possible alive I, I'm so glad that I found somehow to, to get out of there but no I think it's part of the dream it's part of the dream man if it was easy everyone would be able to, to do you know what do you say we tell the folks how to find you online <laughs> you can find me on uh, TristanMerezOfficial.com it's still official gosh we're still fucking with that one uh, and on Instagram, Tristan Rez, and Twitter, Tristan Rez. Thank you again for the time. Happy to be here, Bill.